Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Star Guys, a podcast about Stargirl on DC Universe and the CW. Two networks, two times the price, two times the fun. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is the preview episode for Star Guys. Now, in case you don't know us, we host a bunch of different podcasts. Our main podcast is Comic Book Club. It's a live show that we've been doing in New York every week for 14 years, I want to say, approximately, something like that. What is time? Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody knows what time is. Uh, but we have been hosting that show. We've interviewed tons and tons of guests uh, on that live show. And we have spun it off into a bunch of TV recap podcasts as well. We've done Riverdale. We've done Krypton. We've done Watchmen. Ooh. Now we are yes. going to do Stargirl, which is going to be debuting in a very interesting way. It's going to be rolling out on DC Universe on Mondays, I believe, with extra long episodes. And then they're going to cut a couple of minutes out. Of it and broadcast it the next night, Tuesday nights on the CW. So we're going to be recapping and reviewing every episode of that show. We're very excited about it because we're big comic book fans, big fans of the creative team, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, but uh, we uh, we also are going to be talking about the comic books that it came from to ramp up to it first. Now, to start yeah. off here, I was going to talk a little bit about the history of the comic, but it, it looks like Pete has a question first. What's going on, Pete? Yeah, when you say we're going to review every uh, episode, do you mean we're going to review the one that aired on CW, then do a podcast about the two minutes difference, and then do one about the one on DC Universe? Or, like, how many are we talking here? You know, it's funny. This feels like a logistics question that could be handled off the microphone. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right, all right. Uh, But the answer is no, we're not going to review the same episode twice. Yeah. Well, there's a big difference. Sometimes two minutes. Pete's bringing up because every Every episode, we're going to start with a budget meeting where we run down the budget for the podcast. <laughs> we talk about everybody's yeah. various tasks, and we're going to have the departments report in because you know that's what people that's, want to hear on a podcast. We'll uh, right. we'll get to that when we get to it. We're not going to roll it out twice, uh, but we will make sure people get all the content they want. Now, Stargirl is actually based mostly. Mostly, and I'll get to the mostly in a second, on a comic called Stars and Stripe, which was written by Jeff Johns and art by Lee Motor and Dan Davis. This was published, this was uh, one of Jeff Johns, if not, I think, his first comic book that he published. He's gone on, of course, to be the chief creative force uh, behind DC Comics. He is a big force behind the TV and the movies as well. But this is where he started. He based the character of Courtney Whitmore, who's somebody who inherits 
a uh, cosmic belt on his sister uh, and uh, gave her it, it's an all ages title it's a lot of hope it's a lot of earnestness um, it's very fun and guarding her is her stepfather who was a sidekick superhero sidekick back in the day uh, named Stripesy he now has a big robot called Stripe and it's a lot of fun now I'm curious to hear from you guys I read it back in the day uh, not the first Jeff Johns thing I read but uh, definitely once I became a big fan of his, I went back and read yeah. it and enjoyed it quite a bit. Did you guys check it out? Were you familiar with this at all before we decided to do well, the I podcast? Was a, I was a huge fan, or I am a huge fan of Starman, um, mm-hmm. sort of the uh, relaunch the character, and uh, which a lot of this, this show is going to call on some of that stuff as well. So I'm excited for that. Um, and she ends up, uh, Courtney ends up inheriting Starman's cosmic rod eventually, which we see in the in the TV show as well. So um, I definitely read back, went back and read some of this stuff just to see the origins of the character. Um, and it is very fun, sort of light, uh, bright, um, which I think Starman is sort of that light in the darkness character all through the history of the continuity from the original Golden Age Starman all the way up to sort of the weirder ones um, that came afterward, yeah. the blue Starman. Uh, and then Jack Knight, who was always, you know, he was sort of the anti-hero in a like in that he didn't want to be a hero, but became one anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, to answer your um, very simple question with a long answer. Yes, I did read this. <laughs> what uh, about you, Pete? Uh, I, no, I have not. I mean, I have seen uh, Starman in different iterations in different books as kind of like a side character to like a bigger league type thing. Um, but I remember there was like a really kind of like sad, almost tripped out Starman where it was he was just kind of like a black void with stars everywhere. Uh, I don't remember that person being very bright, but it was a fun take on the character, I thought. Yeah, so this is, again, this is going to adapt that comic. As Justin mentioned, there's certainly hints that it's going to weave in Starman, and particularly James Robinson's run on Starman, a little bit into the show. Uh, And to create kind of a Venn diagram there, there's a book called Justice Society of America that both Jeff Johns and James Robinson worked on writing, revamping. These are legacy heroes that came before the Justice League. I assume if you're listening to this, you probably know who the Justice League is. Uh, But Justice Society took place, I guess, probably around the 40s or 50s, something like that. Uh, They were still around today, but they're these older legacy heroes. And they included a different take on The Flash, a different take on Green Lantern. Um, 40s, 50s, and hits from today. Yes, exactly. Justice Society. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Uh, 40s, 50s, skip 50 years, 70 years, Mm -hmm. and go directly to the 2020s. Uh, We're going to play some jazz band music and also make it the stallion. Yeah, I just love World War II marching band songs, and I stopped listening to music after that. Right. Uh, So it's going to include this Justice Society thing as well in terms of some legacy characters, which makes a lot of sense because Stargirl herself is a legacy character. There's one other little bit of business you're probably wondering about if you don't know a lot about the show, which is where does it fit in terms of the rest of the DC TV universe? Now, Pete, I know you've watched most of the DC TV shows. Justin, I know you've watched a bit as well here and yes. there. Uh, but recently there was a big crisis on infinite earths that happened on the CW Damn shows, right. coalesced them all into one earth. And then at the end, they had a weird extra note where it turned out there were actually extra earths out there. Uh, and they teased these other earths, including all of the DC universe shows, which were all on their own earth, 
including they showed off a group shot of the characters from Stargirl. Uh, So Stargirl is not in the CW continuity, despite the fact that it's airing on the CW. It's not even in the DC Universe continuity. It's very much its own thing, even though it's still from Warner Brothers. Greg Berlanti is still behind the scenes like he is on absolutely everything else. So if you're a fan of Supergirl, The Flash, etc., certainly seems like you're going to get a little hint, a little taste of that sort of thing here. So what I what I like about that is keeping it separate is like we've been talking about the tone for this series feels like it is going to be a little bit different from the other shows. And it's nice to keep them separate so we don't have to sort of service the, the shows that have come before and they can sort of carve their own path. And to get back to Justin's light bright comment, um, things that light up are more enjoyable. And so like Arrow mm. uh, was a little bit darker and this might be a brighter uh, a show which could be fun, uh, especially for the other stuff that is on uh, C Dubs. Exactly, stuff that lights up is great, like light bulbs and the sun. Yeah, I was. I mean, to your point, Pete, with Arrow, he's green, and eventually he's the Green Arrow. Use a glow stick now and again. They're green, also. You know, just like have a little fun right. there, bud. Go to a club, yeah, or dance a- to some music, forties, fifties, or you know, today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love hitting up the Lawrence Welk Club, just getting crazy. <laughs> Wasted. A little chubby jacker, dude. A little. Yeah. Oh, oh, now you're speaking my language, Pete. Sweet. Oh, man. Uh, Pete, you were mentioning this before we jumped on the podcast. You were very excited about the cast. So let's run yeah. down some of the major players. Star Girl, more like star casting. Am I right? I mean, come on. You've been Amy waiting to say Smart, that on our podcast. Joel McHale, Luke Wilson. I mean, this is just star after star. They're putting a lot behind the show, which is exciting. You know, normally you get maybe one cameo, one kind of thing, but uh, uh, I'm excited to, for this cast, especially uh, Luke Wilson. This is yeah, like, your favorite uh, Wilson. Luke Wilson and Amy Smart is very exciting because that's like uh, you go to Blockbuster, you've seen everything on the top shelf, you've seen the middle shelf, and you find like co- some comedy called Russian Pie on the bottom, and you're like, now I'm into this. There that's we it. go. I haven't yeah. seen this yet. I like how you. Uh, did the old uh, going to the shelves like uh, that's a real thing anymore. That was nice. I like that. I thought you were going to do in the 99 cent bin that's kind of like being kicked around on the ground. You'll see something. Well, you still have the shelves on Netflix where it's like the top shelves and the medium shelves, the different rows, um, and the bottom shelves are where shit gets weird. Now, Pete, real quick, uh, since you're such a Wilson fan, can you rank your favorite Wilsons, including... Uh, Luke Wilson, obviously. Owen Wilson. Wilson the volleyball from. Uh, I mean, from Wilson Castaway. the volleyball. Wilson, Wilson the neighbor. Wilson the neighbor. Stop. <laughs> Let me finish. Wilson, right there. Wilson, Wilson the neighbor from Home Improvement. Ooh, that's um, a good Wilson. Did you already say and, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin? Uh, of course, Wilson Ooh, Fisk. Uh, Wilson yeah. Phillips. Let's not forget that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Pete, go ahead. Willie yeah. Nelson. We'll no, wait. that doesn't count. Pete, uh, I, I definitely go. So it goes Wilson the volleyball player. Wilson the neighbor. Um, the volleyball player, I, or the volleyball. I'm sorry, oh. sorry, the volleyball, and then uh, Wilson, the neighbor, and then you get the Wilson brothers, followed closely by Wilson Phillips. D- isn't it fucked up that Wilson, the volleyball, went on to become a very famous volleyball player? <laughs> I mean, won it's so many like, tournaments single-handedly. Like cheating, you, yeah. You can't win a volleyball tournament without a volleyball, so. Uh, that's true. I don't know if they award uh, victory to the ball itself. Uh, there's actually uh, no rule in the volleyball playbook that says the volleyball can't play volleyball. 
So that's a great point. Go. Anyway, I'm working on a spec script. I don't want to ruin what it's about. So let's yeah. talk through a bunch of the other cast. Uh, the main character on the show is Courtney Whitmore. She's played by Breck Bassinger. Uh, also, we got Angelica Washington as Dr. Midnight. I'm just reading off the wiki here. Yvette Monreal as Wildcat. Christopher James Baker as Brainwave. Uh, as mentioned, Luke Wilson is playing Pat Dugan. We got Amy Smart as Barbara the Whitmore, dudes. who's Cartney's mom. Uh, and... Very exciting for you, Justin. Joel McHale as Sylvester Pemberton, a.k.a. the original Starman, is going to be yeah. showing up in some capacity. Uh, plus, also, Henry Thomas is going to be there, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, wow. So, like, like Pete was saying, very fun cast. Very excited to see them. Now, there was a trailer released. It was about a minute long. Had some footage. You guys check it out. What, what was your takeaway what? from that? Wait, before we get into that, I want to hear his uh, Joel McHale story. Why is, are you buddies with Joel McHale or something? No, he's no. playing Starman. He's playing he's Starman. Starman. He likes. That was, oh, uh, sorry, okay. that was from 10 minutes ago, so I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that information. That's too right. long of a call. You have that memento thing, right, Pete? I'll yeah, remind exactly. you about it again in seven minutes. Don't worry about it. Okay, Here's thanks. the weird thing about Sylvester Pemberton, um, because in the in the comics, um, he actually plays the Star Spangled Kid, and I think he went on to be something called Skyman or something like that. Because uh, in the comics, the original Starman is Jack uh, is uh, Ted Knight. Oh um, right. Okay. So, and Sylvester Pemberton took over as Starman for I think one uh, a short period of time. So it's interesting they're sort of working in uh, in that part of the universe. Maybe they just can't touch the other the Knight family of characters. Can't touch mm. this. I do yeah, wonder that this. might be a proprietary thing. Like not to get too in the weeds about that, but James Robinson's Starman run, as you mentioned, is so well regarded. They might yeah. want to kind of leave that as its own thing to potentially be adapted down the road versus yeah. entangling that in Stargirl anyway. I, I agree. Um, so that, that's that's cool, though. And Joel McHale, one of my closest friends, very excited to see him. <laughs> the way you nodded at him, you were like, oh, that's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he says Starman, which is uh, one of my favorite comics of all time. Yeah, um, I thought this. Getting back to the, uh, this trailer, um, I thought this trailer was great. I thought the, everything, the action was really cool. Seeing the cosmic rod that she gets is is great, um, right out of the comics, and the way the it flowed like a like a movie. The special effects were awesome. Yeah, how yeah, about you, Pete? What was your takeaway? Well, I'm hoping it won't feel cringeworthy every time we say the word cosmic rod. But uh, I, I really was impressed. Would you prefer with cosmic not- Todd? Should we call it that instead? Ooh, that uh, yeah, that would be better. Okay. I think that you got be it. Great, thanks. So <laughs> I like the cosmic Todd work. I thought it was kind of like magical in all the right ways. Um, but yeah, I think it was like a very cinematic trailer, and I hope the TV show kind of lives up to it because it set a high bar. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, I think that it could be really good, with especially when you put casting behind uh, the choices like that. It gets me excited that maybe we're going to see some great. Yeah, me too. I I am like I mentioned earlier. I'm a fan of the CW shows and DC Universe. I've been a little 50-50 about the stuff. Don't love Titans. It's not exactly my thing. Do very much like Doom Patrol. It's awesome. The Harley Quinn yes. animated cartoon is great Harley as Quinn well. is so great. It's great. I'm all caught up. It's so, so much fun. I, I think, you know, 
not everything is for everybody, but certainly an all ages superhero thing that seems very earnest, seems very fun, is definitely in my wheelhouse. So I'm really excited to see that. And if it is in line, you know, this is a pretty high bar, but Supergirl season one and The Flash season one are two of the best seasons yeah. of superhero really television great. I've ever seen. So knowing I mean, that you haven't some- talked about Arrow, but. Yeah, we let's not talk about that. Uh, the but if <laughs> they bring even an iota of that, I think it's going to be really good and really fun and really special. And I'm excited to chat about it. Uh, what do you think uh, about? Uh, oh, you have a question, Pete? Well, I just had. I wanted to say another thing I was excited about, but you go ahead. No, go for it. I was. Uh, wow, I was doing so going to change stuff. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, I think one of the things I'm excited about is to talk about the two minute difference between the CW and what airs on DC. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we can spend like a good chunk of that because the, it's blowing my mind with the possibilities that only the DC subscribers will get uh, versus the, uh, the CW. I mean, is CW going to be in the dark on like a whole bunch of running stuff. <laughs> though only you would have to. I, I, you know, I will I, say it's, it's not. I know you're making fun of it. It's not two minutes. It's more like 10 minutes difference. Like the stuff on DC Universe really? is going to be 50 something. And a regular length episode of television on the CW is about 42 minutes. So there's going to be a big difference there. And I presume based on the fact that like it's a streaming service versus broadcast, it'll just be everybody doing the same scenes, but talking much slower. Yeah. (laughs) That's what a director's cut is. Mm -hmm. Everybody slow down and relax. Everyone has a cigarette. I'm hoping it's going to be like a cliffhanger on the CW, but then the DC, you get to hear, see what happens. Yeah, that would be very exciting. Whatever happens, I think we're all excited to see all of this. Now, before we wrap up here, as mentioned, this is the preview episode. We're going to be getting the feeds live all over the place for everything. The next episode of this podcast, since we still have at this point about a month to go until it premieres on DC Universe, we're going to be talking about the first volume of Stars and Stripe. If you happen to go to DC Universe, uh, who has actually been kind enough to provide us a couple of subscriptions to check stuff out, uh, we are going to be reading through uh, issues one through eight of Stars and Stripe, which comprises the first volume. You can read all of them directly on DC Universe in advance of the show dropping there, which is very cool. They have a ton of comics uh, you can check out. If you want to check us out, you can support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show to the internet every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can check out details about that on our Twitter feed at comic book live. We also have a couple of social uh, platforms that we're getting up to speed for this podcast. They are all Star Guys Pod. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook if you want to check that out. We'll surely have lots of fun stuff coming up for you. Definitely 100%. Uh, and we'll, uh, yeah, eventually check it out on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., etc. Uh, and we'll figure out some fun bit to end this afterwards because you know what? The stars, the limit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. How's that work? <laughs> <laughs>